Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. shopping right now. You know it's so glorious. Yay. <laughs> I'm her horn. Are they back already? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> oh, I'm alone in the chat room. Oh, there you are. There's no Samantha in the chat room yet. Where is Samantha? You know, she's been coming late. You know, I'm I'm gonna start I'm gonna start handing out demerits for when she comes late. <laughs> of course, wait a minute. In the same hand, I'd have to do the same thing to our other co-host. What? 
other co-host. Let me scratch that demerit idea. I was tying it all in with people being late. I was trying to be fun with it. I posted a general thing on Facebook tagging her, going, Samantha, where are you? You're not in the chat room. <laughs> so, are you on speaker by chance? Just a little bit. It's easier for me to type if I'm not, if if I have hands. Okay, I thought you had a Bluetooth thing, thingy. No, I don't have a Bluetooth thingy. I I had one once, like, ages ago for a completely different phone, and I hated it. Like, I don't know if I have some, like, bizarrely formed inner ear or what, but the darn thing would not stay in my ear. I'd, like, put it on and it'd fall out, and I'd put it on and it'd fall out, and I couldn't hear a darn thing because it wouldn't stay in there far enough for me to hear anything. Now, maybe they've changed. It's been a long time. It's been like 10 years since I had one. They might be better okay. now. Because I could have swore you had a headset thingy before because you were breastfeeding and talking on the show at the same time. No, that was all through speakerphone. My husband did try to get me to use some earbuds with a microphone in it once, but that didn't work well. You couldn't hear me. Well, the same thing goes with the speaker because you'll be talking, and then all of a sudden you cut out for about two two or three words, and you come back. Oh, that's very sad. Very, very sad. <laughs> it's not stopping. Oh no, the ground is not stopping. Oh no. Okay, I can't make it stop. I can't make it stop. I hit the button. It's not stopping.
It's not a major delay. <laughs> I I and I paid the big bucks at Comcast to Comcast for this internet service and this is crap. I'm sorry. This well, is not good. <laughs> well, if it helps, when I'm hitting the buttons, I'm getting the same thing. I'm getting a big, huge delay too. Yeah, this is this is strange. This is my little pony talk. <laughs> true. This is very true. I mean, how long has it been since we've had oh, a technical difficulty? Hey, look at the chat room. Look at the chat room. Look at the chat room. It's a stranger. Oh, yes, dear. Oh, my. Their name is Bright, but their name is Bright Eyes. That's a G1. Are they safe? Well, hopefully, if they've got a G1 name. Let's see if they respond. Oh, I should probably. I should probably go pop by the arena real quick. Uh, Scrolling up the chat. Thirty-two minutes. I'll go with two hours. Nobody's responded, so. During our, our topic today, I will be referring to people as a user from the arena, unless they happen oh, to appear in the chat plan. room and and say that it's okay to call them by their actual arena username. Oh, that's what I was planning on doing, was taking it and referring to them that way. That way they can stay anonymous. You know, some of our some of our, some of our listeners want you know don't want everybody to know that they listen to this show. <laughs> We're not that underground, are we? <laughs> That's what I knew of, but you know, you never know. Okay. Okay, let's move all of me this way. Can we all agree to that? Thank you. You know, I I keep reading Bright Eyes MLP, and now the song for My Little Pony Tales is stuck in my head. Do we have that on our soundboard? Ponytails. Starlight Sweetheart Melody. Bright Eyes Cat and Clover. That's not it. I don't think we have it. 
Hold on. I think we have it. Sorry, the kids have been running up and down the stairs, and I thought one of them had just broken in. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, actually, what I was playing the G2 intro song is the My Little Ponytail song. I forget what language um, Yum Yum said it was in. But it is the G2 My Little Ponytail song. Well, My Little Pony Tales was still G1. Oh. Well, then why did they have G2 ponies on on the box? Because that's what they use. I don't know. They did that for for um some of the G1 boxes too. Like it was, it just it doesn't make sense. But My Little Pony Tales, all the toys for My Little Pony Tales, which were. Like UK only, of course. We're all G1 ponies. Okay. Hi, pony baby. Hi, pony baby. Uh, yeah. There you go. And here we thought we were going to have more time by ourselves. Food? Yep, she's all snuggled up on my lap wearing her rainbow dash hoodie that my sister got her for Christmas. Nice. Yep. And a very pretty pair of jeans that are really too big in the waist for her. But they're jeans, so they don't fall down because they're jeans. They're just... They feel super starched. Like, I bet you I could stand them up and just prop them up by themselves if if she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Possibly they, I, I guess, because kids are so hard on their clothes, that it has to be a weave that turns the jeans into cardboard. I don't know. but But they're cute. They look good on her. Huh. Yep. They're the right length because she's she's tall and skinny, so they fit her in length. But around the waist, they're like huge. Hey, you gotta love that. Then can you make me some tea? Thank you. I'd make it myself, but I am currently with child. <laughs> <laughs> He says, don't joke about that. (laughs) Uh, Well, with Pony Baby sleeping with you two, I don't think that that could be a that that is a possibility. (laughs) It's it's it well, it's a possibility. It just requires us to be ninjas and have babysitters. 
more of an and or situation to be ninjas or have babysitters. I guess. Yeah. Um, I will let you know when I find out either way on that score. Um, but no, just right now, Melody is like in my lap and she has wrapped herself around my torso. <laughs> She's like, like a koala or a sloth or those, those stuffed monkey things that you can, you can buy at, at, at gift shops. <laughs> Melody, you're making this very difficult, Pumpkin. Say, I know. That's why I'm here. She's just like, I see that the laptop is open and that you are talking on the phone. Therefore, I want attention. (laughs) So how have you been? Oh, I have a fractured tooth. Ouch. I'm tired, cranky, and I want those darn kids to get off my lawn. Yeah, <laughs> the usual. Wait a minute, you have a you have a lawn? No, it's a proverbial lawn. You know, oh, like when you're in a My Little Pony group, and someone comes in saying they're looking for old school ponies, but what they really want are G3s. I shall keep my comment to myself. That's what I, that's what I, it's a proverbial lawn. Proverbial lawn. And you know, everybody's like, well, you know, G3s really aren't that old. We don't call them old school. Um, And, no, better yet when someone. But better yet, when someone comes in and they're asking for old school and they post a picture of G3, but then they say they're looking for the ones from the 80s. And those are obviously people who don't know what they're talking about and really need to run away. Well, I think either they're either they're new to ponies and they've heard about the g ones because they're part of the new show now, or they they had ponies when they were kids but got rid of them, and they're just getting back into them, and they don't remember what the art looked like because the, uh-huh. the thing that i i i, I when the g threes first came out, I remember thinking these look so much like the g ones. Because compared to the G2s, they looked a lot like the G1. Yeah, they just looked a little uh, shorter. Yeah. So I think it might just be a failure to adequately remember something from 30 years ago. And I can't fault anyone for that. Okay. Well, that, no, I can't either. You know, like, I I did something very remarkable for me uh, on online recently. I and and I don't normally do this because I I am the liberal democrat but someone was complaining about something Bill O'Reilly said 
I don't know if you keep up on politics, but he's, I guess, some loudmouth guy on TV who is, I guess, a Republican pundit of some sort. And I, I don't follow him. I, I, I don't think I've ever really heard him. But, but people talk about him all the time. Um, <laughs> but someone was like, he said he saw something in in 1980, but he wasn't at that place till 81. I'm like, really? That's what you're going to go after? I'm sure he's probably a jerk. But if you're going to, I mean, couldn't it just be that, like, he's really old and and he can't remember if he did something in 80 or 81, because I can't remember what I did last Thursday. <laughs> Isn't it possible that after 35 years? Uh, white teeth. Like, isn't it possible that it's just, like, after, you know, 34, 35 years, you don't exactly remember if it was 80 or 81, you just know it was thereabouts? People go after celebrity types over some of the strangest things, I tell you. You gotta love people sometimes. Well... But then you kind of have to look at the page that's posting the stuff. Like, you can post the same article. And if it's on a liberal site, it'll say something totally different. It'll have totally different people responding than the people from the other side. And the trolls will be reversed depending on what page. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, Fred says, let's not even get started on how Twitter works. Yeah, let's get off the political topic. <laughs> well, I, I my, my mind says political because Fred, Fred had me watch a clip from House of Cards, the American version. Uh-huh. And um, as a general rule, I try to avoid political drama, TV shows, you know, because who needs that kind of stress? I mean, really. But Fred thought said, you really got to see this. I, w- I want to know what you think about this speech that the main character gives. And so I watched it. And I have to say, that is probably one of the best evil villain characters I have seen in many a year. It inspires my inner evil villain, and I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> I'm like, he's brilliant. He goes on. He goes on. He swears he won't run for re-election. He goes on. He's brutally honest. Says he's totally going to dismantle everything, but says it in a way that may, or it's going to make people back him up. Admit if he's successful in doing what he wants to accomplish, he'll be mad if he runs. Okay, and he'll I run anyway. Agreed to get off this topic. <laughs> but it's evil villain, evil villain, it's genius. It's genius. Sorry, I'm gonna have to work really hard to suppress my inner evil villain all day. That's why I'm drinking white tea. There's not very much caffeine in it. There we go. <laughs> Well, and can I ask you a question, quick question? Gee, yeah. Um, friendship is magic related, show related. 
Yes. Did. Yes. Yes. I Do you here. want to close my door? I would, but I'm in another state. <laughs> no, I'm asking my mother if she would like me to close my door. We can try closing my door. Anyway, first of all, let's say hello to Samantha because she finally snuck in the room. Woo! (laughs) Hi, Samantha! Oh, Bright Eyes left. I believe my my inner villain scared her away. Uh, maybe. Presumably. Either that we, or they just really didn't like being talked to in the chat room. I don't know. Maybe. One of the two. And, of course, we, we, we must, we must do a moment of silence for the loss of Spock. Hmm. Will miss. I will miss Leonard Nimoy. I feel like I lost a grandfather. I know, but we have to. We have to think. We have to think positively that he will live long and prosper wherever he has gone. Well, I I choose to believe that he and Scotty and Bones are all exploring that final frontier. Yes. And yes, I am doing the live long and prosper sign. I can do that. <laughs> I can too. <laughs> I watched a I watched a, a thing about um how Leonard Nimoy came up with that. Hmm. How did he come up with that? Well, apparent he 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 grew up Jewish, and apparently, when he was a, a young man, there was some sort of a thing at the temple, and his dad took him, and there there was going to be this blessing, and his dad said, "Okay, you've got to cover your eyes," and everybody was covering their eyes and looking away, and there was this this chanting the Hebrew um, blessing, and it was very powerful, and and he looked. He peaked. Because he's a kid. Kids do that. And um, he saw them doing that sign. And it's a form of blessing. And you're not supposed to look because Uh um, the the spiritual experience is is so powerful that that you could, you know, be be stricken blind or, or, or perhaps overcome and pass away, you know. But he saw and survived, and he laughed about that. And <laughs> so when the episode where he's where, where Spock is supposed to go back to Vulcan and get married, um, and he's going to meet, it, it's the first time on the show that he's going to meet other Vulcans, he decided that there needed to be some sort of, you know, every, 
every culture, every species kind of has their way of greeting each other, you know, their their little rituals, their little things that we do when we see each other. And he decided yeah, that the Vulcans needed something. And so someone asked what he suggested, and he suggested that thing, and they did it, and it, it became an insanely popular. And every time someone, he, he smiled in the video, and he's like, I love it. People do it to this day, and they have no idea they're blessing each other. Oh, but you, you know, you have to you have to admit to one thing, you know, despite the fact that he was really really sick, you know, COPD is no joke. You know, oh, see, I didn't know what he went to the hospital for. Yeah, he had COPD, and I was reading that he was battling it for for quite a while. You have to admit, you know. He was still dedicated to going to all the conventions. He was still acting. He was still acting. He was in the first of the new Star Trek, the new Star Trek movies, where you know he he encountered encountered his younger self, and it, it's quite shocking that they were able to get an actor that looked. So much like yeah. Leonard Nimoy. I mean that, well, that. I mean it's really a beautiful scene. You know, it, it, it's it's a passing of the torch. Um, you know, the legacy. You know, is being yeah. passed on, and 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 it, it it was just it's beautiful, and to think about how how what kind of an experience experience that must be when you're going into a franchise that is established and as alive as the Star Trek franchise is and you're taking over an iconic character and that character yeah and playing playing the young version of that iconic character and and you get to be in a scene with the original actor who played that character, who is still playing that character, and they sort of symbolically pass that torch on to you. That Yeah. I might cry again. I have cried a lot. Just thinking about that, I might cry again. I, I, I can only imagine what kind of an experience that must have been to be there on the set for that, to to yours, what that must have been like and felt like. Um, I don't know, but I feel like, I feel like we've lost so many people in the last year or two who have made this world a better place, a brighter place, a funnier place, a kinder, gentler place. Yeah. It makes me a little sad. And and I I've gosh, I've been reading a lot of, of stuff about this recently cuz everybody's talking about it, of course. And I have to agree with some of the sentiments that I've heard. Um my favorite of which is that as these people leave, it falls on the rest of us to work that much harder. Yeah. To make sure that there's still that light and that humor and that kindness and softness. 
instead of allowing the hardness of everything to win. Exactly. And and I I <sighs> drink my tea now. Yeah, we ha- we we we, we because... have to remember one thing. We we cannot let me get too emotional, <laughs> especially right now, because yeah. I'm still recovering. Yeah. Um. Then I won't short... talk too much about. I won't. I'll try not to talk too much about how Spock was the reason I fell in love with Star Trek in the beginning. The character of Spock. Hey, you know, he he he, he was a misfit. Well, it, it it wasn't so much that I hated Kirk; it's that I related to Spock. Spock was an outsider; he was different from everybody else. You know, he knew that very few people like him, and it would be you know a very he wasn't. Rare. He was too emotional for the Vulcans. He was too Vulcan for the the humans. Really, that's <laughs> like where but, do I belong? <laughs> and and that was kind of me growing up. I didn't really, I was kind of outcasted, and I didn't really belong anywhere to anybody. Um, and so I, I, I understood Spock, and and took comfort from that. And so I'll try not to talk. I'm going to start. Cr- I need to stop. No. We need to stop because I'm going to cry. Onto a new topic. Onto a new topic. Um, the the whole covering thing. Um, I think everybody knows that I was going in on the 18th to have the spinal cord stimulator trial put in. Well, went in to do it. Um, things were looking perfect. Things were lo- looking fine. However. Uh, there was a major complication during the pro- during the time when they were first starting to program it. I swear to God, it felt like someone electrocuted me from my hips all the way down to my feet. I continued to deal with the major complication in the hospital with them trying to kick me out, despite the fact that I can't walk by myself. <laughs> So I'm still kind of I'm still recovering from the physical, um recovering from the emotional because when I did get home I did have a breakdown because I did end up falling. You know, just like we told the doctors. Mom had to leave me had to leave me home for a half hour. <laughs> No, after that, for about two days, I don't think mom, I, mom did not let me do anything. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it was a very bad experience. Not looking to do it again anytime soon. <laughs> 
you know, I am looking to find out what the next step is because the nerve in me is still going at it, but at least it's holding back. My orthopedic said it's because your brain can only hold so much at one time, so it has to cut something off. So that's getting cut off at a certain point, which is, I say, a great thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's the shorter version of the story. <laughs> I think it would take me the entire time to tell the entire story. Speaking of which, I still have to update Facebook with everything that happened after the 19th. So. Well, but... I, but back I, to I'm... Magic. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I I am just glad that you're starting to recover a little bit and I'm hoping that you'll find something that works. I hope so too. So I'm done healing from all of this. That's it. I'm done with that doctor. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I say my last straw is you electrocute me. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but... It wasn't malicious. Yeah, but also my insurance, he's out of my network. He's he's not in network with my insurance, so... Oh, well, yeah, that's kind of a, kind of a thing. <laughs> so it's like, okay, at this point, um, yeah, you're going to fix me. You're going to problem that you caused, and then um, we're going to try another doctor. <laughs> Now, malicious or not, um, I got electrocuted under your watch. <laughs> your trust tends to go out the window at that point. <laughs> so, but what I was asking um, about friendship is magic is, did Granny Smith ever use a walker? Um, there was one episode, the, the, the Ticketmaster. In the Ticketmaster, when Applejack is listing off all the saggy things that need to be fixed around the farm, that she's sure if she goes to the gala, she can earn the money to fix. One of them is Granny Smith's tips. And in that scene, they show Granny Smith with a walker, and then, like, magically, she's, like, fixed and young again and doesn't need the walker. And and that's, even though that is a fantasy sequence going through Applejack's mind, apparently she never used a walker again on the show. Okay, well, I'm, Granny, I'm currently Granny Smith on the walker. <laughs> okay, there is a blind bag with Granny Smith using a walker. Okay, well, then I'm, I'm that one. 
because you would have laughed. I walked into the into the orth- when, when the orthopedic walked in, I looked at him and I said, please tell me there are no more legs that I can possibly come home with. Because <laughs> I've had three with the cane, four with the crutches. Now I'm technically six with the walker, but the walker has wheels on it. But it's still te- technically six. He goes, how about this? Let's go for no wheels. And my mother picks up the walker and goes, um, <laughs> two right here. Well, that doesn't count. <laughs> so, I say at least we can crack jokes about it. Yeah. So, but also my other reason for not wanting to deal with that doctor anymore is he only saw me once while I was in the hospital. And then never came back. Not very nice. No. And granted, yeah, you called other doctors in the consult, but... um. But you kind of want to be at the, you know, your primary doctor there. Yeah. You you tend to want the doctor that caused the new problem to pop in there at least and ask you how are you doing. Yeah, that would be nice. So, yeah. But onwards and upwards... On to our topic, and our topic of the night is when when does collecting become a burden in life? Now, this actually came about. I was on the My Little Pony Facebook, and you know how you always see these little clips from other people's things. Well, I saw one come up, and you know the person was you know adamant about well they're not gonna they're they're gonna stop collecting because they've ran out of they've ran out of room they've they don't have any more money to to, to try and get them all anymore, and you know they're really you know. They just weren't feeling it anymore. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking about it, and unfortunately I was unable to share it because that person would not let her her posts be shared with anybody. I, I just sat there thinking, boy, wouldn't that be a great topic? Well, I think it's it, I think it's a very relevant topic. It's a very good topic. I was my aunt Nikki and and Uncle Tim were down recently, and I was just telling them that especially in our modern geek sort of geeky society that we have now here in the United States, um, where where geekdom and fandom is now the cool thing. Uh, you know, it's. It's been really, it's not quite like how it used to be. 
everything is about you have to have this merch or or this thing, this stuff, in order to belong. There's that expectation that if, if you're really one of us, proverbial us, um, that you will look a certain way, you'll have a certain you'll have certain things, you'll be into certain things. Um, and that expectation, I think, can really become a passion killer in a way. Yeah. And it can lead to um, people feeling overwhelmed. You know, you start off where you're only going to get you only really want this this one, or maybe this this one or two. Yeah. But then someone else gets this other one, and you'd never really considered it before. But they posted, and they're like, hey, look what I got this thing. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. We love it. We worship it. We need more. And you feel like you kind of have to join into that because yeah. everybody seems so excited about it and so happy about it. It must be awesome if that many people are that excited about it. But, it, you know, it, eventually you start getting these things and you don't have room, but you keep getting them um, because... You want to be a part of things. You want to be included. You want to be part of the conversation. And it's, yeah, it can start becoming, a, you start running out of space. You start running out of money. You don't have the time or the money to do other things that you enjoy or have enjoyed because you're spending all this time trying to be a part of something that, you aren't as insanely gaga about as the next person over there. You like yeah. it. You like, you know, like with Monster High. For me, it's like with Monster High. I really only wanted, like I really only liked the the Denial Girls, particularly Nefra. And so I was like, I'm not, the only doll I want is a Nefra doll. And I now have the, the Nephrodol. Um, but what you, I got that one, and then the ghoul's rule or something came out, and I got that one because that Cleo looked like it matched the Nephra that I had. And then someone was doing customs. They were trying to learn how to do custom Monster High dolls, so I bought a custom one. And it didn't turn out like how I wanted. But I kept it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Even though it was nothing like what I wanted. And then, oh, God. you know, and then, like, people would ask me, like, if I saw this one doll or that one doll to get them one. And I would, but, you know, I, I started picking up ones for me that, that I was only getting because, you know, I was there buying dolls anyway. And I ended right. up giving a bunch to my sister, and my sister is now selling a bunch because she doesn't have space for them. 
and she really only likes certain ones. And it's just with any collection, whether it be My Little Ponies or Monster High or books or whatever it is you collect, there's that risk of getting things that you're not going to use, that you're not that interested in, so that you can say that you have them when it comes up in conversation. Right. And while doing this, we had, we had actually talked about doing this a few weeks ago. And getting closer to the procedure, I kind of just spaced out on what I wanted to do. Um, I posted to both boards. I posted to both the arena and the trading post, hoping to get some people to kind of, you know, jump on board, give us their ideas. And we did get a few posts off of the the arena board. Uh, we will not be naming names. And a lot of these we can actually, because one person actually gave an entire list. <laughs> and, and actually, I really liked that list. I like I like um, it too. And a lot of a lot of the comments actually fit into one or two things on the list, which will make it great when pulling in other comments. Yeah. So I do, I I wish I could, but I'm not going to name names, but um, she is, um, she is still... Do we want to call her a newbie at 2010? New to the arena? Sorry, what? What, uh, Um, 2010. What do we... 2010 was five years ago. I don't think we can call that new anymore. Okay, well, there... Anyway, there is a... A user who has been on the arena since 2010... And, oh, I'm hearing a knock on the door, which reminds me, food? food. No, she actually, we can't, we can't. Oh, because can't they've never it. heard me beg you for food before. Um, <laughs> we kind of can call her a bit of a, um, a new person to to the arena because um, of her post level. That's true. She 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 does ha- have um she is a less than a thousand kid. posts. Yeah. She has less than a thousand posts, but she's been on the arena probably lurking since two thousand ten. Um so whether that's new or not, you know we're, we're, make of we're it what you will. She did um jump in here and give us a few things, but um let let's go um let's go on and go on and start off on this list. I love this first one because it is so a Pokemon reference. <laughs> and that is the avoid the gotta catch 'em all syndrome. <laughs> let's see. Ring 
Rock. Melody started Rainbow Rocks again, and she's clapping to the opening song. Ah, okay. She's learning. She's learning to sing some of the words. I don't know if you can hear her, but she's going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Cute. It's adorable. And... Uh, although I say it myself. Um, <laughs> but, yes, avoid gotta catch them all syndrome, which is trying to get every single release of every single gen on a worldwide basis, which seems like a recipe for headaches and stress. Yeah, because... Um, has the room for that. I mean, Must Be Jewel is quite close to that with her with her G1s, if I remember correctly when I met her. She she is quite close to the gotta catch them all level. I think she's pretty much on, she's almost at that level of caught them all. Uh, one of the people commented, you know, she she never does that, um, but she goes, too bad. I just can't stick my collection in an easily portable Pokeball. <laughs> I think if we could get Pokeballs to do that, I think, yeah. <laughs> our, our collections would be, would be massive. <laughs> well... I mean, are we talking one Pokeball per pony, or are we talking one Pokeball per six ponies? Or, you know, how are we gauging this? Because that could still end up being a lot of Pokeballs. This is you know, like, true. but you have to you know, you like to. in Pokemon Classic where they first go to Inspector Oak's sanctuary, and he's just got trays and trays and trays trays of Pokemon and Pokeballs. He's like, so I get up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and I let out all the Pokemon outside and then I have to feed all the Pokemon. And by the time I'm done doing that, it's lunchtime. And it's time to feed all the Pokemon again. <laughs> that, his, his day is pretty much, he puts all the Pokemon outside he feeds them all, he feeds them all again, he feeds them all again, and then he puts them back in a Pokeball. That is his <laughs> entire day. And truthfully, if you collect ponies, that is your, after a certain point, that is your day when it comes to dusting <laughs> the ponies. Seriously, it's the level of dust on my collection right now, because I never get a chance to dust very much, is is unpardonable. Um because yeah, I have a toddler who should not be seeing me climb like a monkey on things because she does that enough and I don't want to give her ideas. Yeah. But, like, I don't have time to, like, take every pony down and individually carefully wipe them with something that isn't going to ruin the paint, ruin the plastic, ruin their hair, <laughs> make them sticky, discolor them. It's a... Cleaning a pony is a very specific process. You have to use the right things, have the right products. You have to make sure they're they're displayed someplace where you can see them, but not someplace where they're too close to light because you don't want to sun fade them. Right. Yeah, are you singing the pony song? Are you singing? Oh, you're gonna try and climb up on my lap again. This is this is maybe but, not the best time. Maybe not. I told but, you, you know, what I want. want. <laughs> 
Melly, honey. Hi. Yeah, stretch, stretch. Mommy loves her face being squished. It's just the most fun. Oh, don't bite my face. (laughs) Okay, now you say the child attempts to eat you, but during the two times that we have Skyped, I have yet to see this child attempt to eat you. (laughs) Yeah, it's it. She likes there to be no witnesses. <laughs> oh, is that okay, it? Okay, I want a number seven. Orange, or, or sorry, number six. An orange chicken dinner combo with white rice. Okay, even though it says no substitutions, they've never had a problem with giving me white rice, so I want white rice. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's fine. I want the orange chicken. They always give me that. You usually eat it. This is for me. I'm touching the screen. I didn't ruin the last screen. There's nothing wrong with the screen. (laughs) <laughs> Don't you sign at me, mister. <laughs> anyway. So, yes, I want that. Well, also, we have, we also have to figure Pokeballs, they hold small Pokemon, like Pikachu. And then... They hold Charizard. <laughs> Snorlax. Yeah, and a Snorlax. Yes, it's, okay. it's, it's it's great technology. But um but it still only holds one, regardless of size, whether it's a, a caterpie or a dragonite. But you know anybody who, you know a pony collector would take and fiddle with that puppy, would get in there, reprogram it <laughs> to, to hold more than one item. Okay. <laughs> so that maybe they can use one Pokeball for like a hundred ponies, ten play sets. Paradise Estate, of course, would have to have their own play, their own Pokeball. <laughs> of course, Paradise Estate, the Pokeball yeah. would be going. Um, you want me to do? You you want me to hold what? Excuse Such me. That as it may, we can't we can't do that in reality. Which is no. why it's important to avoid the gotta catch them all syndrome because you don't actually have to have every single pony. In order to be a collector or to be a real fan, and and there really people need need to stop saying if you don't know that if you don't have this if you haven't seen this then you need to turn in your geek card you need to turn in your fan card no you don't this way you're an idiot yeah so a there's no card b no that sort of mentality 
really isn't doing anything to promote a positive image of the fandom. It just makes no. people look like jerks. And, yep. I mean, one of the things that I missed about what being a geek was, you know, before Glee, before Friendship is Magic, before all these, before nerdy became cool, is that when you found another nerd, another geek, you, they were instantly... They were instantly your friend, your buddy, your comrade at arms because yep. you, you were united in being the weird geek person, whether you were into magic cards and the other person was into comic books, you know. Yeah, there was no, there was no, you know, magic card geek or comic book geeks. Yeah, you were just a geek. And, (laughs) you know, you'd sit together with the other geeks at your school at the lunch table and you'd have the one that had the two or three or four that had their magic decks. And then you'd have the one who was putting his comic books into the little plastic bags. You had the people who were discussing Vampire the Masquerade like it was a real thing. But you were all, (laughs) and yet you were all united. Because even if, you know, the people over there playing magic weren't actually interested in in Vampire the Masquerade or Werewolf or or Dungeons and Dragons or any of that, even if they weren't into that, you, you just understood you were both geeks. And you supported each other in 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 your united geekdom. There was yeah. a united geekdom of nerdiness, and we don't yeah, have exactly. a united geekdom of ner- nerdiness now. We well, seem to have these independent city states that are constantly at war. Well, you still have them, but you can tell the newbies. From, you know, old, wizardy, you know, types. I'm using wizardy because, you know, that's always the, you know, the highest, you know, the one that's always the most, the most knowledgeable. Ow. Ow. Be nice. Um, Because you still have those that are. You know, we are united because we are geeks. Well, but, you know, you I mean, we're so few and far between now because nerds and geeks are a major buying power. There is a yeah. huge market to make people who claim to be nerdy or geeky buy things. Melody, Fred, you are really not being helpful at all. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm being mauled by a baby. Um, <laughs> but there's, anyway, the, the point is, is there is a mentality. Now that nerd is the new prep, um, that... 
that in order to be a part of it, you have to you have to buy, and you have to buy the right things. Um, whether it's My Little Pony or cosplay or or role playing or it or video gaming. Um, and and gotta catch them all is is the syndrome that comes with that qualifier of people. Yeah. I mean, when I first started collecting, okay, I might have seemed like I had the gotta catch them all attitude because ponies went on went up for sale. Okay. Yeah, I'd look through them, and it's like, no, I don't have that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, that one. Okay, this one looks like a good lot. I looked at them, and it's like, okay, I don't like them all. Okay, bought the lot and brought them home. You know, Mom, my my mother will tell you, I would spend hours sitting at the kitchen sink. My mother actually ended up buying me a stool, which was, Dubbed the pony cleaning stool. <laughs> I need a pony cleaning stool. Actually, I need a sprayer on my sink is what I need. <laughs> no, Melody, this is not cool. But even if you only have... Yeah, my my thought is even if you only have like a handful of ponies, but you love that handful of ponies, that is your collection. Yeah. And you are no less a collector than the person who has the time and the money and the space to have all ten thousand ponies ever made to date, you know? And 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 have Paradise Estates complete on display <laughs> well it's <laughs> when in two, about 2010 I got a little book and I went through Into the Sea because that was back when Into the Sea was still there and I went through and I honestly looked at the ponies that were there I said did I have these as a kid Yes or no? Did I want them as a kid? Yes or no? And if I didn't have them as a kid, and I didn't want them as a kid, and I didn't, you know, feel any particular sentimental thing for them now, I didn't put them on the list. And I made a list right. of the ones that actually meant something to me, that, you know... I played with them in the backyard. My sister and I fought over them. My sister destroyed the one I had. You know, the neighbors <laughs> took mine and said it was theirs. You know, the, the, the ones that I had history with, those were the ones I put on my list. And I separated them into mini collections. Because if you don't separate them into mini collections, it can get re- even... Even if you're trying to limit yourself, it can get really, really, really overwhelming. Yeah. You know? And I had to ask myself, do I really care about the accessories? Like, do 
is is it is a princess pony any less a princess pony to me if she doesn't have the glittery wand and the glittery pick comb and you know and and the little and the damsel hat well no i love the princess ponies yeah their accessories were cool but i can play with them without the accessories cuz i'm good like exactly. that exactly so you know i decided that if i got accessories awesome but I wasn't going to seek out accessories. Um, I decided that there were some G1 ponies that I just had no interest in. So, like the the neon rockin' beats, I didn't like right. them then. I don't really like them now. I'm just not a neon person. <laughs> and so, well, you know... No matter how cool, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, it's a neon rockin' beat. Awesome. Glad you got a pony you like. But I don't feel the need to go out and, and get it because it's not, it's someone else's thing, and it's totally cool for them to have a thing that isn't my thing. Exactly. Uh, for me, it's the show and glows. For some reason, they just don't appeal to me. And when they came out as G3s, I still did not have a big, you know, hoopla for them. Are you talking about the Sparkle Shine G3s? Because they, they didn't glow. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. That's a, well, it's the same basic principle. Clear plastic well, pieces of glitter. <laughs> well, the glow-in show didn't have the glitter, though. They had glow-in-the-dark pieces. But, but yes, clear plastic with some things in the plastic. Yeah, so I did not care for them. And I think Mom was actually quite shocked when we went to the store and those were the ones, the only new ones there. And I actually walked out of the pony aisle without any ponies in my in the in the uh, cart. <laughs> Did she take your temperature? I think she was about to feel my forehead. Because <laughs> it was like yeah, every week. <laughs> to avoid to avoid having collection overload or hoarding issues, it's important yeah. to really. Evaluate, and this goes into number two. Decide what you want from your collection and reassess this if you find yourself getting stressed or anxious. What what do you really want from your collection? You know, why are you really purchasing these? Right. And if, if, if they don't fill your heart with joy every time you, you look at that pony or you pick it up, it doesn't belong in your collection. It may be a great pony. It may be a popular pony. It may be an expensive pony. You can have Greek Ladybird. You don't feel like that's the best thing ever every time you see it. It belongs in somebody else's collection. Exactly. It's not doing anything Um, for you. It's not not feeding your soul. It's not sparking a nostalgic memory. It's 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 someone else's pony, and you have it in your collection. 
Yeah. Um, Jay Two might be better served by, by yeah, he might be better served by selling that that ex- super expensive rare pony that that everybody wants. If it's not a pony that fills your heart with joy. Yeah, G twos. Um, I don't have that big of a collection of G twos because they're a lot of them don't appeal to me. You know, I talked about this seller once before. There's a seller on eBay, and she always had great G2s. And, you know, she was one of these great sellers that, you know, I would start buying, and it's like there's like eight auctions I'm bidding on, and it's like, okay, auction number one ends, and it's like, okay, there is seven more auctions to go. <laughs> and she was totally cool. She's like, okay, tell me when you're done shopping. <laughs> you know, as soon as like, I told her, okay, I'm done, she'll, she would go, okay, send me an invoice, you know. And, you know, whenever I got that package from England, I always knew that I would open up that package and I'd have a great time doing it. You know, if when you're collecting, especially when you're getting them online, if you're getting a package and you are not like, so excited that you know you're 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 about to burst in more ways than one. Okay, that might not be the pony for you. Okay, that is yeah, an there was, excellent way to assess it. And I mean, there was one time when, yeah, I had so many pony packages coming in. That you know, the U.S. Postal Service just had to leave me a bin. <laughs> but opening up all of those packages because it was Christmas time, it was like Christmas Day. <laughs> See, I like I like the way that this user on the arena put it for uh, decide what you want from your collection and reassess this if you find yourself getting stressed. She says. The core of my collection currently is G4, since I got into MLP from watching Friendship is Magic. However, I've discovered that I love certain ponies from each of the different generations. I'm not interested in collecting every G1, but I would like Crumpet since I'm an avid tea drinker. Minty, since she was one remembered childhood pony. Baby paused because I had a dog that looked like his symbol who passed away last year. And the pink sweet talking pony because Chatterbox was my nickname as a kid. And my BF and I met long distance and we talked like we long distance. We like to think that two people are like that. Silly, I know. My point is if space and finances are a concern, pick your ponies wisely. I can't speak for everyone, but my philosophy is that I would rather have a small collection of ponies I passionately love than a large one filled with random ponies I have no connection to. 
And that is a very succinct way of, of putting what I was trying to go after there. <laughs> so this yep. this user is is I I want to get to know this user more. I'm gonna have to send her some private messages because I would love to have her on the show. I I I, I want to know her more. Um and uh yeah it's you know you can ponies should be something anything you collect should be out of love and because it 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 touches your heart in some way you know it shouldn't be a numbers game and then uh the next thing she says this is all one user, by the way. She made a list of of six points to um, avoid having collecting ponies becoming a burden and something that you, you dread. And it says, know what skills you do or don't possess in relation to ponies. She says, I do not have amazing restorative skills. I know this. May I may or may not acquire these skills as time goes on, but for now I don't have them. This means if I'm buying older ponies, I do what I can to make sure that they come to me in a form that I I will find presentable since I'm currently not capable of changing it. I'd rather get one nice pony than I really want and whom I can immediately enjoy rather than seven ponies I'm not really into who need work that I currently cannot do. And that's, I think that's a very good way to look at it because I do see people and they're, if they're selling or considering buying a pony like Mimic or Quackers, or, or or something like that, and it's got an eye rub, and it's got a or or hair frizz, or or a symbol rub, and but it's 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 a great deal, and everybody wants this pony. It's a great deal, and you get it because it's a great deal. And I'm sure at some point I can fix it. I've done this myself, and I actually I have the skills to fix these ponies, but I do not have time ponies in my collection that really should be at the front of my collection but they're kind of in the back on the very top shelf because I have not had the time to sit down and fix their hair and fix their symbol and yet I have spent money on these things but I do not have the time to actually give the proper attention to yeah and it it can be very tempting because, you know, you, you want that deal, you want that buy, you want to say you have one. But if it's really not in, in if it's not in a condition that you're going to be happy with and you don't have the time or the money or the skills to put it into that um, condition that you want it or need it in, then it's not your pony. You know, it's, it's not, it's, it belongs in somebody else's collection. And yeah. And me. My, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, you first. No, after you, I insist. 
Okay. Me, I um, I enjoy that time when I get, you know, yeah, I agree. yeah, I love getting the ponies where no, I don't have to do anything with them. You know, yeah, that's a great thing. But then on the other hand, I enjoy those ponies that I have when I get. They need a little TLC. You know, they need a little extra time with me before they can get put up or put away. Well, but see, that's a different thing. See, like I said, if if you don't have the time or the energy or the skills, it belongs to somebody else, and you, and you just don't know it yet. You yeah. know, because those ponies that are going to people who don't have the time or the money or the skills to fix them up could be going to someone who does have that time and money and skills, and they're looking for that pony and and you know, sitting down and restoring those ponies will bring them all kinds of joy. Yeah. You I'm know, going back to... Oh, go ahead. Like like I said, and, and you have to have all of that. You have to enjoy restoring ponies. You have to know how to restore ponies. You have to have the mm-hmm. money to restore ponies. And you have to have the time. Because I love restoring ponies. I love working on customs and restorations. But right now, I don't have a lot of time. I don't have as much money. I might have enough to do one pony, but maybe not a lot. You know, um, skills and the enjoyment, but not necessarily the time or the money. Yeah. So when I'm, if I'm going to purchase a pony, that's going to be a factor for me. Because I just do not have the time right now. I've got a little human who needs my attention, apparently, <laughs> and who 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 needs me to feed her and change her diapers and put her shoes on and take her shoes off and put her shoes on and take her shoes off and put her shoes on and then take her shoes off. <sighs> who needs me to pick yeah. up the same pile of Legos over and over and over again every day? And that's, that's, yeah. If, if, I mean, but someday she will be a grown-up, which is a terrifying thought. Someday she will be a grown-up. <laughs> and I won't have to do all this stuff for her anymore. Like right now, she's listening to a Christmas music box where it looks like a matchbox. You open it up and it plays jingle bells and there's a little train that goes around and a little winter scene. And she keeps closing it and then giving it to me and demanding that I open it again so it'll start playing again. <laughs> she closes it and then she hands it back. Um, but she will not fun. always be that way. So so no. someday I may have time again and, and I may have money again. So yeah, don't, yeah. I, don't fall into the trap of buying a pony that isn't right for you. At yeah, I mean, place in your life that you are right now. Yeah, I bought a, um one of the big lots that I bought was one of the ones that I got um talks a lot from. And you know, the one thing they did they had put on there, actually it had two of them. And I knew I would restore one to keep and I would fix up the other one to sell. That somebody else can have her, but I wanted to make sure, you know, she was pretty and nice before I 
shipped her off to somebody else. And, you know, I remember the seller saying, well, unfortunately, they no longer talk. And I remember the terrifying night when the one did talk after I'd already twisted her head off. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You like to tell me stories about the talking ponies that you take the heads off of. And then they suddenly talk. Why do you do that to me? (laughs) Well, because it's, like, so odd that, like, I was yanking on her tail and she's saying, you know, brush my hair or I love you. And I'm yanking on her tail. You know, I mean, that was when I... That just sounds like a ponies after dark comment. (laughs) Anyway, but that's what she said. I know. But, um, I mean, even the seller had said... You know, that just means she went to the right home. And I loved that because, you know, to me, she didn't talk for the other person. She talked for me. So that made me special. So maybe it might be that one pony that, you know, just does that. Well, you know, I I really believe that certain things are meant for certain people. Yep. And and so that pony was meant for you in that time and that place. You were meant to you gave that pony its voice back. Yep. She you know, scared the crap out of me. Oh, well. Go ahead. <laughs> All the more reason to believe it was meant for you. Um, and this middle portion of Rainbow Rocks is horrible. Bad singing. Bad singing. Um, Turn away from the Rainbow Rocks. I can't. If I turn it off, Melody will freak out. I said, turn away, um, not turn it off. I'm in the living room. Where can I go? <laughs> that um, is a good question. I, 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 am in, I am in one of the chairs. They all face the TV. Oh, okay. All I'm them. They, all, they all do. Um, um, anyway. So that was point number three. Know what skills you do and don't possess in relationship to ponies. And 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 don't get a pony that needs restoration that you can't that you can't do because you're not gonna appreciate, you're not gonna like it. You're gonna spend your money on something yeah. that, that isn't gonna work for you. Yeah, I would always go for you know, she's a little dirty, she needs a little cleaning up she's mine. <laughs> if it's see, when I was Go ahead. I was going to say, uh, when when I was looking for Diamond Dreams the, from the, the merry-go-round ponies, yeah. she was like the very last one I got. And I said, basically what I'm looking for is I am looking for a pony that's in basically good condition, but that's been a little played with. Because all of the merry-go-round ponies that I have in my collection, most of them were from my childhood and they were played with. So... You know, there's some some paint loss on the blankets and stuff, and 
I may, you know, maybe their hair is a little frizzy, but I don't want, like, to have this this super sparkly mint diamond dreams. It's going to cost me $60. It's not going to fit in with her sisters. And in yeah. the end, I ended up for, like, 20 bucks finding a diamond dreams, and her mane was... was ha- cut short, but it was cut evenly. So it looks fine. I could I could replace her mane if I wanted to, but I haven't. And she's still beautiful, and she sits up with her sisters. I needed, for me, you know, she doesn't have any stains. Her head and body match. There's nothing super wrong with her. But she she looks like she has some history, and, and she blends in. She fits in with the other ponies of the merry-go-round line that I have. You know, but at the same time, like, you know, and, and that worked for me, but at the same time, that may not have worked for everybody. Like, if you really want Princess Serenity... And and you are madly in love with that pink hair. Don't buy one where the hair has faded, because princess ponies also have glitter, or not glitter, but tinsel in their hair, and it is a yeah, pain yeah. in the butt to rehair them. And it is really difficult to repink pony hair, you know, in a way that looks right. If you're not totally rehairing, it's just if you can't live with a white-haired Princess Serenity pony, don't buy her. You know, unless you really, really like the challenge of doing a rehairing a mane that has pink hair and gold glitter. You know, so... Um, Point number four is ask yourself why it's not fun anymore. And that's that's a big deal, you know. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Um, It says, ask yourself why it's not fun anymore. Be honest with yourself. Why isn't the pony thing working for you anymore? Why is it stressing you out? Why is it becoming too hard? Do you have bills or family emergencies? Um, It simply needs to come first. Is there a hobby or a collection that you're more into now? Do your friends or loved ones um, view your hobby negatively and has that impacted your enjoyment? Are you spending too much time and energy lusting over a grail pony that you cannot currently obtain to the point where you're not enjoying the ones you already have? Um, It says, I'm not going to go into solutions or strategies for all these or we'd be here all day. And we only have half an hour of live show left. (laughs) But getting to the heart of the matter is the first and most crucial step in figuring out um, what the problem is and how to find a solution for it. So yeah, I mean, that's that's an ex. I I don't have anything really to add to that. I think I think it hits the nail on the head. You know, yeah, I mean, you know. um, 
I mean, yeah, things do happen. I mean, um, unfortunately, you know, when it comes to bills and family emergencies, unfortunately, there are a lot of times where collectors will turn, look at their action. in desperate need. Well, and, there's, and there is there is nothing wrong with selling your collection when you have desperate need because, A, there's no law that says you have to keep this stuff forever. Exactly. There's a lot of people in the fandom communities collectively right now that feel like if you're not going to keep it forever and try and pass it on to your your children and grandchildren, you have no right buying it in the first place. But I think that's really harsh, and it's really short-sighted. There comes a time, I mean, life constantly changes, and people constantly change. My husband has been selling off his comic books. That's not to say that he didn't love his comic books or enjoy reading them or was totally into the storyline or the art or whatever when he first got them. It's just that they, he hasn't read them in like 10 years. They sit in in plastic bags, in comic book boxes, in a closet, never seeing the light of day. And there are people out there who will enjoy them, who want to read them, who want to have them, who will display them, who will cherish them in a way that he no longer does. Plus, we have a baby, and we need space, and we need money. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons. And it can be the same for ponies. You know, it's not just comic books that this happens with. It's magic cards. It's Pokemon cards. I recently sold all my Pokemon cards. I got $20 for, like, all of them. When, at the time I got them, just the the, the holographic Charizard cost me $50 at the time. I totally did not get my money back on that, but I didn't play Pokemon anymore. What was I going to do with them? So I took the 20, and I feel kind of sad about it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not really, I haven't really lost anything because I hadn't actually looked at them in like fifteen years. Yeah. And the way the market is for Pokemon right now, the the dealer that I sold them to basically said, Here's the problem with Pokemon cards. No one wants the first run stuff because they're still making games. So you know, yeah, you've got that foil Charizard, but now they have the foil super mega Charizard thingy from 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 the newest game, and that's what people want. The, yeah. You know. Yeah, things have just. You know, I I remember. I trust me. I remember Pokemon cards. There used to be a. There used to be a shop um, not too far, not on my way home from from school. 
And, you know, I would always have my Pokemon cards with me because, you know, I'd go in there and, you know, I'd lay out my cards and, oh, let's make a deal. (laughs) I'll trade you two of these and I'll take that one. I'll trade three of these for that one. Yeah, and, and, but, I mean, the market's just not like that now for Pokemon cards. And it's, I would love to And And those dumplings are terrific. Oh, dumplings? Uh, dumplings? Uh, I do really need the laptop, but... but okay, yes. well, we're almost done. Um, uh, so, Fred, um, Fred got us Chinese food. Ah. I like the Chinese Really dumplings. good Chinese food. Well, these ones are deep fried too. So, oh yeah. See, my mother and I really get a kick out of the delivery guy because every time he comes over, it's hello, and he has got the, he's got the biggest smile on his face. It, we we had him deliver when it was like really super 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 cold out. He's a washing away dishes. And he was still all happy and, hello, hi, 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 you know. And, of course, you know, because it was so cold out, you know, we we tipped him a lot more than what we normally did. We did tip him a five because he, A, had to come out in the cold. B, we always got our food. I swear to God, the food got to our house warmer than when we go and pick it up. <laughs> and I don't know how that is possible. <laughs> so, well, they probably have a insulated thingy thingy in the car. Yeah. Yeah. But um on to the next one. Um reconnect with your ponies. Whatever made slash whatever made you start to love collecting in the first place, and I think that you know that is something some people have to sometimes do. You know, you know, sit down for a minute and and think about why did you start collecting in the first place. And my husband says that spite isn't a good reason. I think it's the best reason. But <laughs> my reason is it it gave me a connection to a really good friend because for Christmas I got her the very first Toys R Us exclusive four pack, and I bought myself one of them too. So it's kind of like a connection, you know. I know that we both have these four ponies. For sure. You know, and that's just a connection for me. 
like for me, especially with my unicorns, I can still look at them individually and I can see back through time. To the little kid I used to be, to the little kids I used to play with. Um, you know, my sister had was Glory and I was Moon Dancer. Um, the next door neighbor, Mindy, was... I can never remember her proper name because I always remember what we used to call them as kids. So, what was the kind of bluish-green unicorn with the sun? I'll just pull up my little wiki. Because we used to call her Sunshine, but I know that's not her actual name. Did she have a sparkly symbol? Was it like, you know, yeah. the metallic it symbol? It's 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 glitter. Um was it a unicorn or a Pegasus? Uh it's a unicorn, it's Sunbeam. Yeah, Sunbeam. Okay, yeah. That was Mindy. Mindy was Sunbeam and I was Moon Dancer and my sister was Glory. And, you know, I, I remember this. And and I can still see us when I look at the ponies as children. So that's what it is for me. But it's important to uh, to definitely reconnect with what made you love ponies or collecting in the first place. Yeah. And and then the the last point she said is take a break if you need to. Whether you need yep. to back off from spending, if you need to store your ponies for a while, or just put your heart into another hobby for a while, it's important to take a break if you need to and and come back to it and see how you feel later. Yeah, because you know they'll they'll all be sitting there waiting. You know, you'll open up that tub and you'll look down. They'll all be looking up at you. Saying, hi, we're still here. Boy, that just sounded creepy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely think that People don't realize when they start hardcore collecting how how much of a burden it can become if you let it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think all of us geeky, nerdy, crazy people out there, I think we need to come together again. And we need to stop... We need we need to call out the people who are joining the fandom who are basically merchandise hoarders. Yep. And who who value their their own worth as well as the worth of other people in the community by how many ponies they have. Because 
I I firmly believe that that you can be happier having ten ponies that make your that that, that make your heart take flight than you can be if you have a thousand ponies but you don't really feel anything for any of them. Yeah. And and the elitism that comes with buying stuff Ugh. is really just another form of classism. Oh, look, I have money. I can buy all this stuff. Look, I have money. I have a bigger house and extra rooms, and therefore I can hold more stuff than you can. And and that shouldn't ever be what what anything you love is about. You know, it should never be about trying to lord it over someone. But but I mean, we encourage it in 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 our fandoms today, even with things that are seemingly as innocuous as a brag thread. Oh, brag about the newest thing that you got. Since when has bragging been something to be proud of? Or something to encourage people to do. Well, before it used to be the brag threads were more about sharing, you know, what you got. Well, and that's what it's supposed to be, but just by using the term brag, kind of implant that competitiveness. I agree, but I mean, when I first started doing the brag threads, it never used to be very competitive. It used to be, you know, you said what you got, And everybody would be like, oh, cool, great, wow, or you did great on that deal. And now it's probably, well, I got it for this price or something like that. Well, no, it's it's not even this. That it doesn't happen that way. It's like I said. It's just just the wording itself, and we don't even view it as competitive anymore. But it is. It's a very competitive word. And yeah. and I, when people don't have something to brag about, they're they're not starting their own brag threads. They're not, you know, they don't have. I think they feel left out, and then they start buying ponies that don't really mean anything to them, but that mean things to other people, so that they can say they have it. Melody, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Go show daddy. Go show daddy. She was trying to feed the computer an egg roll. Ah. (laughs) But um. (laughs) 
You know, it's sort of the brag thread has become a way to keep people buying things. Yeah. Because if you don't, if you're not constantly buying things, you're not making posts, you're fading out. You know, everybody else is off buying things and you're sitting at home enjoying what you already have and somehow it just makes you feel lonely. I don't think ponies should make people feel lonely. No. And I think we need to do more as a community to, if we see people that don't seem to be online much anymore, don't seem to be posting much anymore, to to actively reconnect with them. So that, I mean, you know, because not everybody's going to be Constantly buying, constantly customizing, constantly selling. So it's important to contact them and say, hey, we've been missing you. What's up? And just have real conversations, too. If 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 ponies aren't bringing you together with people, then they aren't serving you correctly anymore. I agree. One of the things that my ponies have done for me is that I now have friends in Canada, Germany, Finland, Australia, Italy, England, and and it's all because we enjoy ponies. Even if we're not all customizing anymore or actively connecting, we still send each other Christmas cards. You know, the occasional letter. And um, I don't know. Yeah, absolutely take a break. If you need to take a break, take a break. I've really, I have really haven't bought much in the way of ponies. Most of the ponies I've gotten recently have been as gifts. Um, Me and, you know, uh, Angel Ponies sent me my first Nirvana at Christmas and Argentina Buttons. Well, she's very cute. Um, and um, me and Summerblade have traded sea pony accessories. She had baby sea ponies that needed a floaty or two, and I had adult sea ponies that needed a shell, and she had a shell, and I had a floaty. Yeah, I would love to see not just brag threads, but a 
you know, threads of people getting their customs down and or, or their ponies down and giving them a spa day. Not because they're selling yeah. them, not because they just bought them, but just because they love them. You know, I would love to see, you know, people... Organizing their pony combs in 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 in, col- in order of color in a display, not because they're new, but just because they felt like it. I would love that. Instead of every post having to be people buying or selling or talking about what they just bought. Or are planning on selling. Yeah. Because that's basically where we're at right now in the fandom. And I think it does depress people. I'm very, I think even if people aren't aware of it, I think there's something about that that, that instinctively depresses people. That it's not, that they're commodities rather than delights. I think you've you've hit a big nail on on the head there. That too many people are thinking that, and unfortunately, no, and it, it is. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. It is the people who are new that are thinking this. Well, to an extent, but even I don't necessarily think it's the necessarily with people who are new. I just think it's the influx of new people has created a new kind of market. Yeah. When it, before Friendship is Magic, it was still a very small niche market. You know? Oh, yeah. There was, you know, there was people were buying the new ones. But it didn't have the the insane appeal that Friendship is Magic does. And when Friendship is Magic took off, and there were all these new fans who had never had an interest in ponies before, you know, um, and... There were there are people out there who are at flea markets who were like, hey, look at all these crazy grown-ups with all this kinds of extra spending money. <laughs> I can charge I can charge ten dollars for a, for an old pony with cancer spots because you know these people are crazy and they're they're adults who like toys. You know, until they. Until they run into that collector who picks it up, looks them dead straight in the face, every little detail that's wrong with them, puts it back down and price mark and price checks it right then and there simply because they know that current going rate. <laughs> Well, yeah, but when you're new, you don't, you don't necessarily know. know. 
rates, and you don't necessarily have the the, the, the book from from Summer Hayes or Deborah Burge. You and know. you don't know you don't know that ponies get cancer. You know, and and especially if you're like normally like if you're primarily a G four person. And you don't really know much about any of the previous generations. Someone can totally snow you. Yep. You know, oh, well, oh, this is a this is a rare prototype G G two pony. I've seen people do that online, and it's not a rare, and it's not a prototype. It's like a G three Easter pony. Oh no, no, it's a the G two because it says on the bottom of the foot two thousand three. Like, do you understand what the the date on the bottom of the hoof is? Yeah. Well, we're about to live, lose the live audience, so do we want to get in kimono? Yes. Here we go. This is kimono, and you have listened to Pony Talk. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> and yes, she was live due to the fact that um, our buttons aren't working right. <laughs> Yay! Oh, Pony Baby's clapping too. Yay! Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was so too cute. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this is just a little bit of uh, of of when collecting can become. I think we could do multiple shows because we haven't yeah. even touched on um when when collecting starts to turn into hoarding. Oh, there we go. We have another topic for another day. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about when, you know, when it becomes a burden, when it starts to, when when you aren't feeling the love anymore. But, you know, there are people that it becomes an obsession. And it's yeah. not like you totally misuse and overuse that word these anymore. But there there are people with an actual medical disorder where they start doing something and they just can't stop. And if yep. you were to it's it's not serving them, it's not helping them, it's hurting them. But if you were to take a single one they think the world they they literally think the world is going to end. But somehow yep. the removal of that one thing will bring about the That is true. Uh, you know, when we make fun of it in our society, we, you know, we were like, oh, I'm so OCD. Oh, I'm I'm totally obsessed with something so. <laughs> um, Sorry, honey, you are just an idiot. I am not. <laughs> I meant those people. <laughs> people that say that sort of thing. But it, it, it is, there is an actual 
medical condition. Yeah. And it's not something to make fun of or laugh at. And no. something like ponies or Cabbage Patch Kids or porcelain dolls or comic books or newspapers or, you know, weird little tchotchkes you find in garage sales can take over their life and can literally consume them. Their house can be yeah. falling down and they're not taking care of it because they have to buy that thing because if they don't buy that thing, something bad's going to happen and they just know something yeah. bad. That is gonna so that could be a totally different show. Yep. So... But I think we're going to have to do a little bit of research before we do that show because I think if we're going to do that show, we should at least um, be able to give numbers for a helpline or something. <laughs> so if people hear it and they actually have that problem, they have a resource. And unfortunately, there is no 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 hotline for over-collecting on ponies, sorry. There is no no. Okay, see, see, this is what I'm talking about. No, there is hotlines for people who have hoarding disorders and obsessive compulsive disorders. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm saying just pony collecting. Ooh, sorry, I'm chewing. Um, but what I'm saying is if we're going to do a show about when pony collecting turns into a legitimate hoarding disorder... Yes. We're going to do a little bit of... Prep and research. Yeah, prep and research. Yep. Uh, yeah? You want to bite? Now do you want to bite? You don't like that? No, see, I... Well, maybe that, Maybe Daddy can get you some 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 gummy rabbits or something. Hey Fred, can you help her? She seems to have dropped something. Oh, here. She's gonna get stuck. Actually, I think she just turned the the power strip off. on time. What are you looking for, Weebo? Uh, Melody. Here. Here you go. She's your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what crazy thing has she done to become his daughter? She's trying to move all the furniture. Oh, we are not watching Rainbow Rock the third time. I am talking the line. Rainbow Rock <laughs> Well, since you guys are eating dinner, I guess we will end the show now. Yeah, Melody's pushed the autumn into the other side of the room, and now she's going to use it to try and climb over the gate. 
see, this is what happens. They eventually figure out that, hey, I can use this as a tool. I'm not getting shoved in And they and they suddenly yeah. become Tommy Pickles from Rugrats. <laughs> Who walks around? Who was around. Time, I think it's been decided that he was a Time Lord. Tommy Pickles. He always uh, carried okay. around drivers that somehow managed to do everything. He often oh, no. wore bow ties for suspenders. And there was one episode in which the toy store had Daleks. Yep. Well, see, I'm trying to figure out how it is that he hid a screwdriver in his diaper and his parents never figured it out unless they just never changed him. Time Lord technology is bigger on the inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it becomes Perfect. invisible once it goes into the diaper? I have a headache. <laughs> So, but okay. But yes, yeah, I think this is a this was a, a good episode, and I think that we should give a, a big thank you on the arena to everybody who participated. Oh, I will. Oh, sure. Well, Ponies After Dark. I don't want to hear it. Yes, it does. The only way you can hear Ponies After Dark is on the iTunes. Oh. Yeah, tell them that's how we we ended up planning a secret show, but yet all the listeners knew exactly what we were planning. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I will get on the arena. You should get on the arena. We will get on the arena. And we will say thank you. Yep. And a link to the show. Yeah. If we're, are we allowed to do that? We it are. won't do links to specific episodes. No. Oh. You, you get to link it to iTunes and be like, listen to the show from March second, twenty fifteen, or whatever. Yeah. She, well, it's just not that. Okay, but it's it's already listed under the next. Yeah, he does New show. Yeah, he does. He doesn't know. He doesn't believe in forums because why would you ever do something as archaic as get on a forum when you could do something on your phone? Well, you can do forums on your phone. Oh, thank you. One shoe, two shoes. All right, well, I should go before the baby tries to defy gravity. Okay. But we will see you next week, and we will Skype later. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. 
Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Are we alone? <sighs> well, it was a great show tonight. Listen in next week as we continue along. G3 merchandise. Till next week. Happy pony hunting. Good night. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.